Hello everyone, welcome in or welcome back to I've Been Me to Watch That. I am your only host, Monica. It is a podcast where I sit down and talk about TV shows and movies I've been meaning to watch. It is Wednesday. Wednesday is the more freeform kind of podcast episodes where we don't really do like standard reviews, but we're just like chillaxing, talk about multiple shows or multiple movies at once. And this week's podcast, I want to talk about shows surrounding moms, surrounding motherhood. You know, there are a lot of shows about motherhood, but I want to talk about newer shows that I've been seeing on Netflix and other platforms that surround like modern day motherhood and how we see like moms in their relationship with their kids in different formats. And I have collected four different shows that I really like watching and I'm going to be talking about them and reviewing them for you. Feel free to check these shows out and if you have any ideas for future episodes, please feel free to hit me up on d-u-l-c-i-o-m at hotmail.com. So right now we're going to talk about TV shows about motherhood. The first one is I'm Sorry. I'm Sorry is a show that's on True TV, but I found it on Netflix and it's really good. It's very funny. It's hilarious. It was created by Andrea Savage. She is a comedian. She's a writer. She also stars in this TV show. She is a mom to a young girl. And, you know, she, the show basically surrounds like Andrea and her life raising her little daughter, Amelia. And, you know, I really do like this show because it's very different from other shows about motherhood because it's very brash, it's very honest, it's unapologetic. The first episode, Amelia asks her mom about childbirth and you know, Andrea doesn't do the awkward thing of like, uh, she doesn't like dance around it. She doesn't bring up like the stork or anything. She's just straight up like, oh, well, this is how, you know, birthing happens. And you know, you came out of mommy's hoo-ha, you know, and it's really funny and it's really awkward at times. And I do love this show. It also um, kind of shows like the complexities of being an adult and like the boring stuff about being an adult, but also like being a parent and like having to drop your kids off and like daycare and like going on vacations and other stuff like that it's an awesome show it's super funny it's very outrageous like some of the scenarios in uh, some of the scenarios in the show are very much like could this really happen but when you watch it always feels like yeah this could happen i love it the show is obviously uh it, the show very much like comes from her own personal life as a working mom and i love watching tv shows about working moms because i feel like those kind of characters are very interesting and obviously those characters are much more interesting when they're written by people who are working moms you know like a lot of times when you write working moms into like a movie or a tv show or whatever they're boring they're tired all the time and they're like angry or they're just like not interesting people but andrea in i'm sorry on netflix it's amazing. She's hilarious. She also has a writing partner who is played by Jason Mantzoukas. If you guys know Jason Mantzoukas, he was also he's also on like Brooklyn Nine Nine. He has a podcast called How Did This Get Made with Paul Shear, and he's funny. He's hilarious too. He's great in this show. And Andrea and Jason's uh, back and forths are great. I love the show a lot. So please feel free to go check it out, watch it, and. It has two seasons on Netflix right now. It did get renewed for season three, but it was canceled due to COVID, which makes me really sad. Because I really did like the show a lot. It's very layered and nuanced. Because motherhood isn't the same for everybody. It's very different from other people. And, you know, 
there are many people who have different ways of raising their children and talking to their kids about really important stuff. And Andrea doesn't hold back about telling Olive, not Olive, Olive is the um, actress's name who plays Amelia. And Amelia, she's very curious and she's very unapologetic like her mom. And you can see that Andrea, you know, she supports that, she encourages it. And it's really sweet. And I really do like the show. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's a really easy show to watch. Like each episode is like less than 30 minutes. There are 10 episodes in each season. And it's honestly one of my favorite shows to watch. Like if you're looking for a show to watch, like while you're like, say, like I know everybody does this. I know everyone does this. You know when like you get food and you want to watch something while you're eating, but you don't start like you don't start eating until you get like the video ready. Yeah. I'm Sorry is the perfect show to binge watch and then watch over and over and over again because it just gets funnier with every rewatch. So please go check it out. It's really funny. It's very awesome. She sometimes says inappropriate stuff around uh, <laughs> her friends and there are some episodes that get like really dicey. Like you're watching is like, oh, I would not do this in this situation, but I love it. So please go check it out. I love that she just doesn't hold back. And it's also like a Lonely Island produced TV show, which is also amazing because I love the Lonely Island. So yeah, I'm sorry on Netflix. Definitely check it out. Very funny. Only two seasons. The third season is happening, which is making which makes me very sad. But you know, it is what it is. Let's move on to the next show. The next show is Working Moms. It is a Canadian sitcom on the CBC, but it was put on Netflix. I think like last year, maybe. I don't know, last year, I'm not sure exactly. Working Moms is a lot like I'm Sorry, where it focuses on uh, working moms, like it says in the title, and it doesn't hold back from difficult topics like postpartum, what it's like to juggle a career and being a good mother, you know, raising difficult kids, or what it's like to be a mom and not want to be a mom. Working Moms on Netflix is an awesome show that I love so much and the phone is ringing in my house am i gonna wait is it still ringing hold on all right the phone stopped ringing we're back at it again okay so working moms on netflix i love this show it's super funny i think it's like four four seasons it got renewed for the fifth season i'm really excited to see the fifth season i can't i'm not gonna lie so there are uh four main characters in the show the first one is kate foster and all four, all the four characters, they're getting ready to uh, get off maternity leave. The show is also based in Canada, so like better maternity leave, better health care, but still kind of the same stipulations or problems when it comes to motherhood. So there's Kay Foster. She is part of an ad agency, and she was like the big dog at her job before she went on maternity leave and had her first child and she's coming back to work and she feels like she has to work harder to catch up, but I don't think the character obviously doesn't realize that you know you want to work hard you want to stay late at work you want to put everything into the work that you're doing but you also have a child at home and a husband so eventually you have to go back home to them and like you know they try to her and her husband try to set up like dates date nights and like she has to be there for bath time and stuff like that but then there's like a project she has to do for work and other things to come in the way of it all and she's really juggling what it's like to be a career woman and be driven and be determined and be hardworking, but also being a mother and wanting to be there for bath time and wanting to be there to tuck her her child in and be there with her husband 
because her husband loves her and he supports her but he still wants her to be a part of the home life in like an active role and it's very difficult and it's something that she's like juggling with and she deals with like a lot of guilt there's a lot of tension in her relationship with her husband Nate and I like this character I love Kate Foster and I love that she is like the center of the show because I do feel like a lot of career women probably deal with that with having like husbands who support you and love you and want to be there for you and like have your back but they also need you to like be there for them because they're human and they want love and affection and they also want you to be there for your child because you're the mother and they understand that you are driven and you are focused on your career you also need to focus on the baby that you had you know like be there for the kid I love Kate Foster. I think she's awesome. There's also Anne Carlson, who's Kate Foster's best friend. I love Anne because she's horrible. Anne is a mean person. She's just like, like unapologetically abrasive in every single form. She's not scared to call a child the B word. She will literally throw someone to the ground. She will scream at someone's face. She will choke somebody if she has to. Like Anne has no barriers. She has no limits. I love that about her. She's not like overly violent, but she gets to the point. You know what I mean? Like she says what she's got to say. She says what's on her mind. And she's married to Lionel. Lionel is very soft-spoken, very kind, sheepish man. But they obviously love each other very much. And Anne has a daughter, Alice. Alice is troublesome. <laughs> I want to say Alice is troubled because she lives in a very affluent neighborhood with two um, very kind of wealthy parents. But Alice is definitely someone who's like going through that phase where she's like talking back and she's like being weird around boys and she's being mean. And Alice is just like, Alice is just kind of acting a little bit out of pocket. And Anne being a like child, not a child psychiatrist, but like a psychiatrist, I think. She's very she's she's like she's not it's it's a lot for her. It's a lot for Anne. And I like seeing, you know, the troubled kid kind of thing going on. I don't think Anne is a terrible person. I just <laughs> I just think that Alice really does take after her mom in a lot of ways. In a lot more ways than one. And I like Al I like Anne and Lionel because Lionel is obviously like sheepish and quiet but he will like come out of his shell when he needs to and Anna's like abrasive and like brash in every single way but she is very gentle and calm and soothing to her daughter because she loves Alice and she wants to do her best by Alice and she wants to take care of Alice and be there for her and as you watch the show you see Alice grow and a lot of things happen with Alice and I think that the situations that happen with like the Carlson family are situations that a lot of people end up in and they don't know how to handle it or deal with it because it's not shown on TV in a real in a realistic way in like a very um, in a very layered nuanced way and that's what I also like about the show like raising kids is hard because it's difficult you know when you're raising your child your children are around other children unless your child is homeschooled but your children are around other children and you know they deal with like bullying and like harassment or your child being the bully and what do you do how do you move forward how do you react to that how do you punish your child what do you how like what what is this like 
there's so much that goes into it and I really do like the show I really like that the show is taking the time to really like break down how to respond to it and different things into it like I love that about tv shows I'll like I love tv shows that take difficult situations it really do take the time to like really look into the issue of it all I love that the next character the next main character in the show is Frankie Cone Coyne Cone I think Cone yeah Frankie Cone she deals with postpartum depression in season one and she has a beautiful adopted daughter adopted no I think inseminated daughter because she's a lesbian and she's really dealing with postpartum in a really harsh way in a very sad way and she's also a realtor and Frankie goes through a lot during the show I'm just gonna leave it at that she goes through a lot but Frankie is free spirit spirited she's funny she rolls with the punches she keeps going she keeps moving and I like her I think she really does bring like a really cool um, breath of comic relief I think Frankie is like that one weird friend you have in your group and you hear about her life and hear about her day and you're just like uh-huh okay huh and it's just like that's Frankie that's just her life that's just how it is they're like it's not like there's something wrong with her it's just like that's just like the energy she emits you know Frankie just goes about living her life and then she ends up in these situations and she doesn't ask to be in these situations but she ends up in them and she just rolls with it you know she just keeps it moving keeps it going keeps it pushing and she just keeps it interesting, you know? I like Frankie. I like that, you know, the writers kind of have... I like those characters whose lives are very much, like, wacky. And you can tell, like, the writers are having fun putting them in situations that don't endanger or harm the character, but kind of put them in new interesting situations that really make you think. That's what I love about Frankie and her life. I do like that, like, she brings herself out of depression and she really does try and, like, be better. I really do love that about that character. Frankie Cohn, really awesome, really great. And then there's Jenny, Jenny Matthews. She just hates being a mom. <laughs> She's just really young and pretty and she hates being a mom. And she only stays for one season because eventually she like, she doesn't leave her daughter, but she kind of like, she does leave. She does, she basically leaves. Like at the end of season one, this is a major spoiler if you plan on watching Working Moms on Netflix, but like, you're gonna know. Jenny leaves basically she comes back in like season three or season four not as like uh, a main character but she comes back in like a recurring kind of uh, role and then Ian Matthews who is Jenny's boyfriend and you know the her baby daddy basically he starts going to mommy and me taking care of the little baby raising the child and I like Ian because you don't get to see a lot of like single dads in television. You do see a lot of, um, you do see a lot about motherhood and single motherhood in TV, and I do think that's important to focus on single motherhood and talk about that stuff. But um, it's cool and very interesting to see like single fatherhood in the show because all the other characters are booed up. You know, they're all taken. They all have a partner in some way or another who's like helping them out raising their child and Ian is kind of by himself and he's also like a dad and single dads are seen as like hot and like oh my gosh he's a man he's taking care of a child like oh that's so romantic and stuff but like raising a kid on your own is not easy regardless of gender especially for like dudes 
because women are taught to be nurturing and caring and women are raised from like the time you're five to be moms to like have babies and take care of kids and you know dudes are raised to like be the father and be the breadwinner but when you're a guy and you have to take care of a kid after your girlfriend leaves that's very difficult and very hard and something that's not easy to juggle and i like that the show focuses focuses on his life a little bit and i like ian he's kind of stupid but he's funny and he's hot and he's a great he's a great watch so yeah ian i'm rooting for you you see a lot of him in season two and also in future seasons i think i haven't watched working moms in a while i can't wait for um the fifth season to come out because season five of working moms is gonna slap so hard i can't wait anyways that is working moms on netflix please be sure to go watch it check it out it's very good all right we're on to the next show the next show is dead to me dead to me doesn't really focus on um motherhood or parenting that much but i like dead to me you know i i i think i already did a podcast mainly focused on dead to me talking about the show in depth so i'm not gonna go too deep into it you can go back to that episode it's from like a few it's from a few months back actually dead to me it's on netflix um it got renewed for its third and final season which i am very excited about because dead to me is so good it stars christina applegate and uh excuse me what's that girl's name what's that girl's name her the character is judy hale I forgot her name. She's in Freaks and Geeks. Dang, I forgot her name. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Anyways, let's talk about Dead to Me. Dead to Me on Netflix. Oh, she's amazing. Linda Cardellini. That's her name. Okay, so Dead to Me is a dark comedy. Uh, main character is main characters are Judy Hale and Jen Harding. Jen Harding lost her husband in a hit and run. And she deals with her grief through anger and resentment by checking cars that have a huge human-sized dent on the front of them, trying to investigate the death of her husband on her own, and constantly calling up the police in an annoying manner, in an annoying manner, 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 yeah. And she drinks a lot of wine, and she just yells at people sometimes. And Judy Hale, she's very sweet, she's missing a few screws i guess she's really quirky she likes crystals and like burning sage and she's into dream catchers and she paints like really sad paintings and she's just kind of sad you know judy is kind of sad but she's very sweet and they meet at a grief counseling group and they exchange numbers and they call each other up and they form a very deep bond with each other very quickly they become really quick friends really close friends very quickly i love dead to me dead to me is an awesome show it's so funny it's sad it's intense it's mysterious i do feel like the first season the first season was amazing everything joe everything judy did i kept looking at her like judy are you kidding me right now are you being for real now are you being serious right now dead to me on netflix is really like a show that in, like it really does like show you like female friendship you know like if I lost my husband and some quirky lady I met a grief counseling group gave me her number, I'd probably become her friend too. And Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini are amazing co-stars in that way. You know, that to me really like it really doesn't get it really doesn't get the 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 hype it deserves. You know, it's very good. 
It's so awesome. Judy Hale tells Jen Harding that she lost her fiance. And if you watch the show, you know all the twists and all the turns. If you haven't watched the show, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You can definitely check out my previous podcast episode about Dead to Me uh, from a few months back. Please go watch it. Please check it out. Please, please, please. It's so good. You'll not regret it. The first season is better than the second season, but near the end of the second season is when things get like really wild and really chaotic. And it's just like, oh, we're going there. It's like, oh, it does have a soap. Season two is a lot darker and feels a lot more like a soap opera than a comedy. Season one was a lot more mystery and comedy. And season two is just like, much deeper a lot wilder and some of the things that happened in season two is just like you know i'm excited for season three i do feel like a lot of things are gonna happen and they're gonna wrap it up real nicely i'm really glad that they were given the option to have a final third season because there have been a lot of shows on netflix that just got canceled out of nowhere after three seasons for no reason at all like um what show is it what was this show wow wow the fact that i santa clarita diet Santa Clarita Diet was one of my favorite shows ever, and it got canceled by Netflix for no reason at all. I'm still mad at Netflix for doing that. But yeah, Dead to Me on Netflix, definitely check it out. Amazing. You have to watch Christina Applegate aggressively work out on her Peloton bike. It's hilarious. It's horrifying, but it's hilarious and it's very sweet. Season 2 does um, focus a little bit more on like motherhood because I feel like season one did focus on Jen Harding and her grief and her anger by her husband's abrupt passing and how she was dealing with it but season two really does focus a lot more on her kids and how her kids were handling it because it's not like they didn't focus about it it's not like they didn't focus on it in season one because season one they did like focus on the little boy I think his name's Henry his nickname was like Boop or something like that what's the little boy's name um yeah Henry Henry he thinks that there's a little bird that flies on his windowsill and he thinks that's his dad whether it's his dad or whether the, the bird is his dad or not it doesn't matter but henry is such a sweet little boy he likes to participate in the dancing choir at their church which is like okay kind of cheesy but kind of sweet at the same time i'm i'm down with it and then there's charlie who is obviously acting out because his dad died and he was probably like acting out already because he's a teenager but when you're that young and you're one of your parents dies that abruptly and that like horribly it makes sense that you would kind of start acting out and start being like a bit mean but like don't take it out on your like dude don't take it out on your your mom you know she's doing her best but um i do like that in season two Jen and Charlie's relationship kind of blossoms into something more and you know they become closer as like mother and son and they really get to know each other a lot more and I like that I really appreciate that because Charlie needs a parent Charlie needs someone he can who looks after him who will take care of him you know he deserves that as a young kid and being someone young and having your father take away from you is very hard but you know Jen stepping up and just like you know bringing him into her fold of craziness makes him look a lot more sane you know yeah yeah so that's dead to me be sure to check it out on netflix super great the last show i want to talk about is good girls good girls is one of my favorite all these shows are one of my favorite shows which really tells you a lot about me like 
do you like everything you watch, Monica? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You know, it's a, yeah. But Good Girls on Netflix, it's on Netflix. I've watched it on Netflix and I've watched it on Hulu, but it's on NBC. And I think I got renewed for season four, I think I was. I just finished season three. Oh, chef's kiss. So Good Girls on NBC. Good Girls focuses on three working moms. It focuses on um, Elizabeth Boland, her sister, Annie, and their friend, Ruby. So Elizabeth has five kids and she's married to Dean Boland of Boland Cars or whatever. And he like, he sells used cars and he sleeps with his uh, secretary because he is a cliche. And Elizabeth stays at home, she makes the lunches, she takes care of her five kids, blah, 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 all that stuff. Annie, she is a single mom raising her child. Uh, the child is dealing with their gender identity. So it's a very interesting dynamic to put into the show. You do learn a lot more about Annie's kid in uh, future seasons, but in the first season, the kid's just like, the kid is there, the kid is cool. I don't want to refer to kid by name because, uh, spoiler, the kid does decide to like go by a different name. So we're going to refer to them as Annie's kid, Annie's friend, Annie's comrade. I'm kidding. I'll just call them by name. Hold on. I feel like I wrote this down and now I see that I didn't write this down. Let me... Wow, this is so unprofessional. Look at me trying to figure out this kid's name. Wait a minute, why is it a here? I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia article like, excuse me, excuse me. Ben, okay, Ben. So the Annie's kid was previously known as Sadie, but now Sadie is Ben, so Ben. So there's Annie raising Ben and Annie, you know, she is divorced from her ex Greg and Greg is suing for custody of their child because Greg has moved on into a bigger house with a new wife and he's living, he's living it up. Like he, he's living it up or so he pretends to be. And then there is Retta, not Retta, not me calling the, not me saying the actress's name. Retta, y'all know Retta from Parks and Rec. Basically, Ruby. Ruby, she works minimum wage jobs and she's married to Stan. Stan wants to be a cop. And their child, their child, look, I don't know these kids' names. I didn't write any of this down. Wow, I'm so terrible at this. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why I can't do what I, I can't, I don't know, under, I don't understand. Uh, Sarah, there we go. Her daughter, Sarah, has a kidney disease and she needs to pay for medical treatments. So they're all dealing with a lot of issues. Elizabeth soon, soon finds out that her husband cheated on her and that they can't pay the mortgage and that they're in debt and they're basically screwed. So Annie makes a joke that they will rob the grocery store that she works at to like pay off all of their problems. And then, you know, Ruby is laughing at the joke as well. But Elizabeth thinks it's a good idea. And Elizabeth is like, oh yeah, we should do this. Definitely. Let's get in it. Let's do this. Let's enter a life of crime, you guys. Let's like, let's have some fun. And of course it's wild, but they do it anyway. So they rob a grocery store and they thought they were going to get $30,000, but they end up, end up getting a lot more. 
And then they get into trouble with a local gang member, Rio. And we get to meet Rio. Oh my gosh. I love Rio. Rio is so scary, but he's so hot. <laughs> you know? Yes. The show, it's so good. Good Girls is so good. I don't understand how they haven't been caught yet. Like, the show's going into, like, the fourth season, and I don't understand how they haven't been, like, caught. Like, dead to rights, caught. Like, there are some moments, spoiler alert, that they do get into some trouble. But, oh my gosh, y'all have to watch this show. Also, like, this is a thing in every single, like, crime show and crime movie. Why is it that the bad guy is immortal? Explain. How is the bad guy immortal? They got some secret doctor just like hiding in the wings, ready to patch them up so they can get back to like just being the evil criminal mastermind. How does that happen? But yeah, I mean, the show is really good. Good Girls, it's super funny. There are so many times where like, you can see that Rio likes Beth, aka Elizabeth. He really likes her and she knows it. And she really does be, she really do be pushing her luck sometimes. She really do be pushing her luck. And would you watch, like, this last season? Oh gosh, it was the most wild season, but also, like, we could get a little. We could, push the, we could push the envelope a little bit more. You know what I mean? There are times where, like, Rio is very much, like, done with their BS and he is, like, ready to, like, go off on them. And then Beth is, like, comes out with this, like, half, like, stupid, like, hallmark speech. And he's like, okay, I'll give you another chance. Like, sir. You're not gangbanger? Like, what is this? What, what what are you doing? I'm really surprised that, like, Elizabeth and Ruby and Annie have been able to, like, do stuff. And, like, it completely goes past Rio sometimes. But when it catches up with them, ooh, my gosh. Somebody's got to pay the price. Someone's got to pay the price. Really, it is, like, it is one of the best shows I have watched in a long time. It is intense. It's funny. It is dramatic. It's over the top. It talks a lot about morality. Like, are we good people? You know, we've robbed a grocery store. We're doing this to help our family, but other people get hurt by what we're doing. Are we being selfish? Are we setting a bad example? Is this going to come back to bite us in the butt? You know, it's not, it's not cookie cutter crisp and clean it's not this cutesy show that it's just like oh my gosh hi like we're gonna like female empowerment it's the show gets real the show gets real and it gets intense okay it's so good so good it's so good it is it gets oh and it gets layered bruh because when ruby's husband stanley turns into an actual cop that's when things get in. That's when we get into it, you know? Because they're doing this to help their family. They're doing this to help, you know, their situations. You know, Ruby's daughter is dying from kidney disease. And she needs money to help save her daughter. And sometimes you do stupid things for love. Sometimes you do dumb things to help the people you love. Sometimes you act out of pocket. And there are times where I'm watching the show and I'm just like, no don't do this don't do this this is not right you know you're yelling at the tv screen like i would never do this but like 
desperate times call for desperate measures. And sometimes those desperate measures include uh, buying a fake gun and robbing a grocery store twice. Yeah, that's right, I said it twice. Uh, spoiler alert. But, and the phone starts ringing again. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on. Alright, the phone stopped ringing. But yeah, that's basically all I wanted to say about Good Girls. Definitely check it out. Because I love that the, um, I love that Elizabeth, Annie, and Ruby all question their morality and question whether or not they're good people. You know, how, like, how their actions really do have major consequences and how those consequences are going to bite them in the butt. But the only bad person in the show is Boomer. Boomer is the worst person on the show. Boomer is Annie's boss and Boomer is like a terrible creature. He is a cretin. I despise Boomer. Honestly, he's so annoying. And like, they're such, like, they're such good people. Like, they are, the thing is, is like, the fact, like, they think that they're bad people, but there is still like a piece of their conscience that holds them back from doing what needs to be done in order to make it easier for them. Because, like, if y'all just would just, like, commit to being bad, if you just commit to, like, being, like, terrible people, a lot of the problems in the show would be resolved so much quicker. But y'all still hold on to this notion of, like, being good. But you're not. You robbed a grocery store, alright, y'all? It's time to, like, get real, alright? Like, you gotta get dirty. You gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta... You gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet, you know what I mean? It's not that you gotta break a few hearts and bust some heads and break some kneecaps. When I say kneecaps, I mean boomers. So yeah, that's basically it. Rio is the best character in the show, besides Ruby. I do think that Ruby, at some point, I feel like there was one point in the show where like Ruby really needed to like stand up for her family and do what was best for her family. Because Annie is dealing with uh, a custody battle, but she'll still be able to see her kid. And even though like Elizabeth is dealing with her husband and like five other children she also kind of has like a, a little <laughs> relationship with Rio so Ruby has the most stakes in the game and also she's the only black person in the show and she's a dying daughter her daughter is dying if Ru listen if I were Ruby and I had to do something that would make me lose my friends but save my family I would say peace out, you know, no more brunch, no more uh, late night drinking wine, uh, no more like going to get slushies and hanging out. But if I got to do what I got to do to keep my family safe, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know. I will be, I will be a Judas. I will be a Benedict Cumberbatch. I will, <laughs> I will be an ex-Benedict and just like rat on y'all. If I had to. Ooh, those are spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Sorry, guys. Uh, but definitely go check out the show, Good Girls. Please, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of I've Been Being to Watch That. This week, we talked about TV shows circling motherhood and parenting. We talked about working moms. We talked about I'm sorry. We talked about Dead to Me and Good Girls. If there are other TV show concepts or like, movies that you want me to talk about in another upcoming um, podcast episode hit me up on d-u-l-c-i-o-m at hotmail.com feel free to follow i've been meaning to watch that on spotify 
and yeah that's basically it thank you so much for listening uh i'm very glad that you're all here with me today and i will see you or you'll hear me or i i don't know i don't know how to add things anyways um catch you another episode y'all and stay blessed